Meanwhile, on Krakoa, outside the external gate. <laughs> oh god, just hang on, Julio. Help is on the way. Why the fuck bother? Oh. Richter. <laughs> Richter, can you hear me? Oh, uh, I... I hear you. Oh, then fight! This poison, damn you! A mutant fights! I did not ask for this connection to you! You... you... foolish... boy! I wish I knew how to quit you! I don't know how to quit you! Lick, lick! Oh, fuck, 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 fuck! Hey everybody, it is CBQ Legacy episode 151. 151. I'm Evil Jeff and I'm joined, of course, as always, by Brett. 151! 151! Palindrome episode! It's Palindromic CBQ QBC! Um, Brett, what did we just hear a scene from? That was a scene from Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> the movie start with, directed by Ang Lee. That was, a, that was a scene from the second chapter of Ten of Swords, this one taking place in X Factor number four. That one's written by Leia Williams, art by Carlos Gomez. Ah. Uh. There's some gay shit going on. There's some real gay shit going on. In fact, there's so much gay shit. We are on it. Uh, and so we're right so on it. it. We need to skip hot. We're going to skip hot topics and we're going to go right to I want your ex. Hit it. Ah. Well, this was the second chapter. It was. And it was amazing. But you know what was even more amazing, Brett? What? Come on! <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Damn it! Um, I understand that you guested on another podcast. I uh, Homo did. Superior so this X. is the second time I'll be talking about this. Please yes. go and listen to Homo Superior X, which you can find at podcast where you know wherever podcasts are sold. Um, and I do a guest. Uh, uh, I guessed on on this talking about this particular issue, and uh, it's it's really fun, especially because you know it's, it was weird. We're always on the same page, and I was yeah. not on the same page. Like they are not big fans of X Factor, so right. I had it's, to fight for the X Factor love. Yeah, I listened to it, and you really held your own. And the whole time, I was thinking. God, this must be hard for Eagle, Evil Jeff to do a podcast show about comic books with a bunch of wrong queers. <laughs> um, but it was fun. It's fun. We hardly ever... We disagree sometimes, but not that much. I yeah. find that very impressive. Why? I, I think it's because... Maybe it's because... I think it all stems back to we're the same age and we started reading X-Men at the same time. And, and we're gay. And we're gay. And that... And we're sluts. And... <laughs> That has like four, we both, yeah, we just like the same shit for some reason. We just like the same Although, shit. So there is the one thing that we differ on, which what? is Ryan Murphy, American Horror Story. Oh, they love it? Oh, you and no, I. <laughs> I hate it and you love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't watched Ratchet because I just haven't. Um, so oh, what I, I want to know. My one friend said there's a dumb scene where like she's talking to like some mental patient and then she's like, you know what you should do? You should go upstairs and kill yourself. Like it's just like, it sounds awful. I hate it. Um, What I really want to know about X Factor 4 is which one of the boys on Homo Superior X did you like the most? I'm just kidding. We can talk about the issue. We can talk about the issue. (laughs) I want to gossip about the other podcast. They're all very, they're all very cute. Yeah, I know. But anyway. Like they really are. Like we're not just saying and that. Then they all after really that, they—you don't hear this—but after the episode ended, we all did a, um, a circle jerk. jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. A cam um, jerk off. I have a friend. He has an OnlyFans, and on his OnlyFans, he just—you pay for his OnlyFans, and he gives you this, the link to this private Zoom that happens once a week, where it's just like twenty guys beaten off, Hot. and you can like join in on it. 
slip that in my DMs. All right. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, um, back to Krakoa. Ten of, Ten of swords. swords. It's interesting because I was thinking, oh, this is going to be what's happening with the X Factor team and how are they dealing with it? No. This is just continuing on. It does resemble X Factor because it's talking about resurrection protocols and it's talking about Polaris. Yes. So I find that uh, that's fascinating, but I love that it just picks up right where the other one left off, which usually you're stuck with. There's so many issues. You're usually stuck, stuck with all these boring side stories that have nothing to do with the main plot. Hello, right. Empire. Um, and I, I'm like, oh, I think every single episode or issue is going to be one big, huge Linear. epic story. And yeah. that's incredible that it's that many issues. It's going to be that long. <gasps> yeah, this ain't like a Marvel crossover where it's like, hey, and now in this issue, we're going to show you the same thing, but from the perspective of Quicksilver. Yeah, Ooh. who gives a shit? Right. No, right. it's this like, is like nope, it's setting it up. chapter in the story. It's setting it up. And we see, like, and I see from how they're setting it up, we need to get through gathering all the champions first. We talked about a bit yes. of this last week. We talked about Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Yeah. But uh, but everything that we said last week, do you remember last week how we decided who would win and who would lose? Just assuming, oh, they'd die. And so they yeah. brought back. <laughs> and so we nope. were just like, yeah, well, here we go. So let's get started. I, I don't want us to go as insane. No, we don't have to go this. as deep. No. Um, but first of all, we let's pick up what we our reenactment from the beginning. What is going on with Richter and Apocalypse? And here's the one thing that we discussed in, in Homo Superior is a lot. And I gave my interpretation of why they were very confused of like, where did all of this come from? Why are they all why are they so close? Like, why is this happening? A lot what, of it happens off camera. I think part of it happened off camera, but I think when he went through that gate in Excalibur and was like kind of trapped and then came out all more powerful and the, and the only person who was like trying to guide him back through was Apocalypse and then he came out and fried all the externals, I think that somehow bonded them. Yeah, but before, I mean, they've alluded to like our long talks. I mean, these two yeah, are just yeah. hitting it off, you know, ever what since. What is going on? on apocalypse. apocalypse came and saved him and fixed him and showed him this whole new life and then manipulated richter to use him to create the external gate but through that manipulation a true friendship was formed do you think I mean, this yes. is this a is this more of a father son thing or do you think it's uh romantic look it's both it depends on the reader right like going back to we're all 40 year old gay men who like read x-men like yeah, we're all going to see, or some of us, according to the show I listen to, we are all going to see the the like the sexual gay romantic yeah. relationship because subtextually it's there, yeah. but also it's not there. You know, like it's also a mentor protege. That's what I'm saying. It could totally be like, I see you as a son, you know? Yeah, of course. It's whatever you take away. The <laughs> point is these boring. two are close. Whether there's dick happening or not, that's up to yeah. the reader, but there is. And we all know the reason uh, Apocalypse has that jaw thing is so that he can unhinge it and deep throat. Right. Better. And swallow your <laughs> ball, shaft and balls. Balls and- deep. Oh, and balls. So- that is, can I just share something way too personal? Yeah. I don't yeah. like having my balls sucked. Um, I have a threshold. I, I'm too sensitive. Yeah. And some people think they can just do whatever they want. I'm going to oh, twist them around. I'm like, it. I will punch you in the oh, face. Right? Anyway. They're not jawbreakers. <laughs> oh, oh, that like hurt. <laughs> um, so a lot of this is about, like, let's just hit the top line stuff. Like the closing of the external gate, which pisses Krakoa off. There is um, the the resurrection of Rockslide, which is the bulk of this. Yes. Uh, there's the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Apocalypse and Richter. Actually, Apocalypse, no, Apocalypse does not get yet. resurrected. Oh, he's not died yet. Richter died. has died. And, and was resurrected alongside Rockslide. Richter's worked out. Rockslide's did not. And we find out why Richter died on Earth. Rockslide died mm-hmm. in Otherworld. And when you die in Otherworld, it kills you for real. Like Freddy Krueger rules. Yeah. And, well, it doesn't kill you for real. It's well, it, just that well, when it kills you... kills the you that we know. It's for... The way these resurrection protocols work is that it will take... 
the total total because when you're in other world it's the nexus of all realities so for some reason it then just does an amalgamation of all the realities versions of you and puts you and that's what you get resurrected as which is sounds chaotic it sounds well that's the thing is are you are you a million personalities or are you one personality that's the combination of all of them? the combination of all yeah because that's we the thing is we really see. did not see what who rockside was like who is santo but it was interesting he wasn't really saying much so we don't really know but he does have right. this new weird kind of slenderer look yeah but he's creepy but here we go question um why was he resurrected as rocks I don't care. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't care. Because he was. That's why. <sighs> Fine. I mean, that really doesn't make any sense. But Sure. Okay. <laughs> You're just like, I don't care. I literally don't care about superhero logistics. But, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> um, but, that, that, but, but what that does is they then also had to destroy all of Gold Ball's eggs were bad. Yeah. So they thought the resurrection protocols themselves were corrupt. So they, they just got rid of, they wiped the hard drive, which meant they narrowed it down to like, well, it wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me. And of course, Gold Ball's egg is like, I'm the insecure one. It was me. <laughs> so they get rid of all the all eggs. eggs. For a second, I thought when when they went to resurrect Rockslide and it went to all of the backups, um, I thought oh, all I the so backups scared were in that moment. erased. And I was like, they were oh, just shit. affected. And so Evil Jeff, this is what I was screaming when I was listening to Homo Superior X. Like, I just wanted to, like, not that it was contradicting anything anyone said. I just wanted to make the point Remember how you and I landed on the fact that all the regents of Otherworld's kingdoms were reality warpers. Yes. This is reality warping, what they did to Cerebro. Yes, yes. Exactly, because all it did is it erased any, like, all like of the rock sides. Well, it just, of, of rock slide. All of yeah. the backups of rock slide were then replaced with that new rock slide. Yeah, with this otherworldly amalgamation of rock slide which is straight up reality warping but i also would just say but hey can't you just like can't you take i guess if it's reality warping i was like can't you just take one of them offline it overrules i guess reality retroactively yeah fuck yeah um crazy to see moira i know for one fucking second can we bring her the fuck back well i think she might be like um what just happened like right wouldn't you think she's gonna come upstairs and be like, a backup just freaked out. What the fuck was that? Well, I think this is something that will rattle her. Yeah. And I know they keep saying there's going to be a Moira comic and you know what the whole plot of Moira's comic is going to be. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but you don't think it's going to happen. Oh, I, cause I think it will just be Moira and Mystique. Fun. I love that. Like, come on. Even your cat loves it. (laughs) (laughs) That was Moira. Next um, cat I get, I'm going to name her Moira. So Richter's okay. Rockslide is not. It causes them to shut down all of the resurrection protocols. And now there's a new thing of like, hey, if you go to Otherworld and die, you're not going to come back. And that's the it's thing is they path. haven't decided, will we still bring the new person back? Right. And the one thing I do love is how Emma is the most pissed off and is the oh, most human. Yes. Like she's the one like, um, a person, you, you fuck with her students. Well, don't forget who wrote this issue. Who Leah wrote Williams. this? Leah Williams. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the ultimate Emma Frost. And I have to yeah. say you did cite Leah Williams, uh, West Coast Adventures. Oh, she did. Um, who did, who did that? It's Kelly Thompson. Oh, that's Kelly Thompson. I it's your that. it's your Leah Thompson thing Leah coming Thompson, back to haunt you. Leah Thompson. <laughs> Leah Thompson ruins me. She's having some good tweets though. <laughs> Leah Thompson, the actual Leah Thompson, the actress. <laughs> she is, yeah, she's cool. Not like that Brooke Shields. Um, um. So we have a focus on the five. We have a focus on Polaris. It's very X Factor. Yeah, because Polaris has implanted the you know all of the champions the prophecies the prophecies of the champions are inside of her and of course she has to get magneto is like you're a disgrace of a child you stupid little bitch yeah he's like, <laughs> do it already polaris you Come suck on. and she's like Ooh, Ooh, daddy. Daddy. Ooh. oh and then the it's so funny as soon as she started blurting out these prophecies about who the champions are 
I stopped reading and I made a list. I was like, okay, eight years gone in seconds. Okay, that's magic. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that Dougie was going to do that for us at the yeah. end of the yeah. issue. <laughs> like, I didn't wait. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dougie's right. I'm wrong. So the interesting thing, though, is the prophecy does not list 10 people. Yeah, it is interesting. Because, but she makes 10 circles. Yes. And Magneto is clearly in that picture um, as going to be one of the champions. And uh, so it'll be interesting of like how he comes about. And the yeah. one thing that I also find interesting that we talked briefly about is the fact that I think uh, because they haven't mentioned the Cerebro Sword, I think that is definitely going to come into play as a tiebreaker like later on. But that's the weird thing is if it is a tiebreaker, here's the deal. If it is a tiebreaker, these are battles to the death, are they not? I would assume so. But if it's a tiebreaker, then that means five of these people die. Yeah, but you know what? You got the Saturnine factor. That like remember how Roma, yeah. Remember how Roma was like, "Just kidding, you're alive now." Oh. But they didn't die in other world. But I guess she doesn't have the same. But yeah, Roma could do it. Roma could always bring them back. But Roma's, Roma's like, too hey, busy that's fucking. What I'm for. But Roma's too busy fucking. When did where did Ooh. this where did this Roma come from? Let's talk about that really quick. Yeah, the data page and the data page. We see that Roma and Merlin, who have never gotten along, mother and uh, uh. father and daughter, never got along, and they fully like just split up their kingdoms. And now hers is like an orgy filled. Lo- hers is like the bonobos, and Merlin's is the chimpanzees. <laughs> if you've yeah. done any like, <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Bonobos are all about free love, sex, woo, matriarchy. <laughs> Chimpanzees are strict patriarchy, violence, order. Yes. Um, so I find that interesting. I don't remember Roma ever giving off any of that vibe. Yeah, she probably kept it to herself. Do you think we, we after she resurrected Roma's them, after she resurrected the X-Men, she's like, oh, you know, before I take you to Australia, what well, fuck? <laughs> what well, fuck? Let's do a... Let's all yeah. 69 each other. <laughs> orgy. She's like, you're going to have orgies years from now all the time anyway. Might as well get started. Um, so Polaris creates the, she cites the prophecies and then she takes rock slides, the original rock slides remains. And she builds these circles, each one for each of the 10 champions. Uh, you know, and I would imagine act one of 10 of swords ends when all 10 people are standing in their respective circles in yeah. this ring of champions and we get our first one yeah magic and it's iliana she's like beep beep motherfuckers i'm ready to go and it's funny how most of the people are like hey this is me this is me i'm gonna yeah, do yeah. hers was easy her prophecy of eight oh, seconds yeah. or eight years gone in a second and i think and i love yeah what dougie said about her reaction to hearing it in the data page dougie's interpretation data page at the end <laughs> He's like she made quite a pissed off face when she heard it. Um, do you think she was pissed off that she was chosen, or she was pissed off by how she was described? I think she was pissed off that they brought it up. <laughs> a young girl's friends used as weapons honed a woman's soul into a blade of her own. I She's think like, we don't talk about that. Well, cables is pretty obvious, especially since he just got a big new sword. Yeah. And the fact that he, I mean, she, I mean, did she remember, but they also, she remember, do they remember the names of the swords that she yelled out before too? Um, I think it's all knowledge she has inside of her. Okay. She, she does mention like, um, Logan seems to be sure that the, so they don't quite equate the swords yet because of the line in Dougie's page, but Logan seems to be sure that the Miramasa blade is going to factor in here. Yeah. So Logan has a theory that Miramasa is his blade. Yes. The other thing is Dougie realizes he is one of the people. Oh, I loved what he said about his own prophecy. But the problem is, can they really risk Doug dying? Know what I mean? Who's gonna say? I mean, who's gonna and, fucking talk to yeah. Krakoa? That's right. these are these are things they need to really high stakes. Think about the stakes are finally high. It's like, hey, how do we give this high stakes if everyone can just come back to life? Uh, 
let's remove that. It's brilliant. Yeah, I will say this brilliant. is brilliant. Um, Storm is clearly going to be going to Black Panther to get her sword. Skybreaker. Um, sword. And then, uh, and then Captain Britain. I think Captain Britain and Betsy are going to be fighting out to see who it is. But I think, is it going to be both of them? Like, I'm still confused you know what? of what theirs is going to be. We equated the Starlight Sword with Magneto last week. I'm tempted to say that Brian's going to have the Sword of Might and Betsy's going to have the Starlight Sword. That that makes more sense since she's the current champion. But then I the guess. Citadel. But then why? Then that means there's a sword missing. Do you think Magneto True. has the Cerebro Sword? Maybe. Maybe I'm not even sold that Magneto is part of this. I'm not. I'm not. Or is that, that was that? Of art what, could gospel. that be Polaris? <laughs> Magneto costume? Maybe. Huh. Um, or maybe it's Xavier with the Cerebro sword and he's wearing Magneto's like, st- I don't know. I'm confused. Because huh. it's all in silhouette. Uh, we have play. Gorgon. I feel like Gorgon is being set up to die because, you know, who gives a shit about Gorgon? True. Um, and then we have Apocalypse. But here's the thing, is if it's a tiebreaker, that means five people are going to die and come back completely different or not come back at all. We'll see. I think Gorgon we can have die. I bet you Apocalypse will play the big sacrifice at the end. So I feel like he's going to die. Completely agree. But here's the thing. Do you remember how uh, Hickman has said Storm is having a huge upcoming story and she's going to change and she's yeah. it's going to be completely changed and completely different yeah. and it'll be a yes. new Storm like you've never seen her before. I think she's going yes. to die. me too. And I don't like, I don't want to erase that past Storm. I don't like I that. I know. They're going to do right by Storm. Don't worry about it. Like I said, <sighs> you've got Saturnine in the mix. Like, they're not... Because like, I have two be words surprises. for you, Bloodstorm. Oh, God. Don't make another storm. <laughs> Listen, I'm very worried about Dougie because they've shown the cover of the lineup of who the new mutants are going to be after this. And Warlock is on there. Warlock's on the team. Douglas is not. Oh, fuck. Wait, where did you so, see that? The internet. Fuck you. Like where? Like on CBR? Twitter. Like... I see everything on Twitter. Is it like a? Is it like an image? It's a cover. Of an issue. Which issue Post- is it? I want to like see what it is. I don't know the number. But it's the New Mutants issue. It's the new team of... Oh, here we let me go. do this from memory. Yeah, Rain, Honey Badger, Warlock, Ileana, Danny, Karma. A lot of lesbians on this team. <laughs> I'm including Honey Badger. As Honey Badger's a lesbian? Isn't she supposed to be 10? <laughs> so there's Future a- lesbian. Mirage, Magma. Is that Sunspot? Oh, I don't I mean, I don't know. No, yeah, there, there, there's Sunspot. There's Cannonball. Wait, isn't that... That's not no, Doug? No, you're not looking at the right one. You're not looking at the right one. It is Warlock, Warpath, Wolfsbane, Karma, Moonstar, Honey Badger, and Ileana. Uh, oh, okay. There we go. All right, I see it. I see it. They're in. It's like the wild. Welcome to the wild. Okay, hunt or something it. like that. Ah, oh, damn it. Well, that doesn't mean he could be just working on Krakoa, so he can't be on the team. And remember, powers of ten in the future, where one of the horsemen was Krakoa. Oh. And like we thought he was Groot at first. <laughs> but it was like it was like a Doug it was like a Doug. But he was in Doug's body. He's like this body mm. used to be able to translate any language. Yeah. Interesting. So he's probably gonna die. Why do you keep Krakoa killing Doug absorbs Ramsey? him? What Stop. if Krakoa absorbs him and starts speaking English? Uh, I wanna be absorbed by Krakoa. No, I <laughs> I'm worried. I'm very worried. That's that's uh, that's, that's good the point. News. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. I think it was like somebody on the show you did said, why did they have to take away rock slide? I'm like, cause it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. And maybe this new rock slide will finally admit that he's gay and be with. Thank you. Anoli. Did you know there's a novel coming out about Anoli? There's like an X-Men like YA novel. Yeah. I saw there's another one with Tempest and a uh, um, triage. Yeah. I want to read these. I don't, I don't want to read a novel. 
<laughs> I'm actually oh reading um, uh, Sidetrack. I am reading like a kind of a gay superhero novel. It's like almost Ew. like X-Men meets um, it's like X-Men meets Harry Potter, but gay. Okay. And the thing that's interesting is it's basically like, it's a world where, um, uh, you know, there's super powered beings and, uh, but they're registered. And so they're put in these like orphanages because they're too dangerous okay. to mix with society. And it's the guy who works at making sure the orphanages are running properly. And then he goes to this one orphanage where the new person is the anti, like the new kid is the antichrist. <laughs> Like, that's his powers. He's literally the son of the devil. And then him yes. and, and the orphan, like, the guy who runs the orphanage, him, they start falling in love. But they're both, like, schlubs in their mid-40s. It's just, oh. I've never seen a love story of, like, two, like 40, like, <laughs> mid, like, middle-aged, like, not hot, not powerful men falling in love while they're trying to, like, figure out what to do with the Antichrist, who's actually this sweet little seven-year-old. Who's like just Aww. super melodramatic? That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's cute. But That's I'm cute. glad I don't want to read. I don't want to read X Men novels. I need to see yeah. pictures. Um, speaking of novels, are we done with X Factor Four? Yes, and I think we should talk about the next X Men thing because yeah, it read like a novel. It was so long. <laughs> are you talking about Fantastic Four? No, I was talking about the giant size X Men tribute. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, really quick. It was fun. They did a giant size X-Men. Like they had different artists draw each page of the original giant size X-Men number one that introduced our new, new X-Men. I never realized that Chris Claremont didn't write that. Neither did I. I never really, I think I knew it, but I didn't appreciate it. Yeah. That it was Len Wein and not Chris Claremont. So he didn't, so did Len Wein create those characters yeah <laughs> you don't shouldn't know. We know this you shouldn't don't we know this we don't this know anything. show you've just great evil jeff you've just killed the show <laughs> <laughs> we know everything yeah it's just like so who created the x-men uh, um uh, <laughs> it's like, you ever see the it Stanley. crowd you ever see what the it crowd that british show no, no. Like the, the woman who them, runs yeah. it, she works in an, an IT, but she's like an idiot. And at one point they're just, she's like, oh, you know, I know everything about computers. She's like, oh my God, what does IT stand for? And she's like, uh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, um, there's some really great pages. Like I think some of my favorite pages in the Giant Size X-Men tribute are... They have Mark Brooks do like the, the, the page of them on the staircase, like when they're assembled in front of Xavier, Storm yeah. and Banshee and all them. No. Beautiful. Um, page 17 is a great page by Valerio Shiti, who um, is going to do the sword book. Mm-hmm. And there's a great, great page. My favorite is page 34 by Javier Rodriguez. Um, oh, God, what is he? He's, he did the covers of the uh, History of the Marvel Universe yeah. limited series. Um, this really creepy the 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 page where they're fighting Krakoa for the first time and Krakoa is like this big monster. Oh, yeah. some beautiful pages in here. Yeah, it's great. It's great, but nah, but hey, are you considering the Fantastic Four book? Yeah, an let's X-Men consi- book? Yes, we should consider it an X Men. I'm here for it. It takes place on Krakoa for a big portion of it, and has Iceman. I thought you were gonna say for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Yeah, it has Franklin on Krakoa, and it has Iceman all over it. And it has sexual I loved tension this between, <laughs> between Iceman and Johnny. And Johnny Storm. We're like, we know what this is really about, Johnny. Yeah. Why is he making you so mad? <laughs> um, so this is by Dan Slott and Pablo, pa- uh, Paco Medina. Um, I thought this issue was so fun. I Super loved cute. it. Super cute because it's Bobby taking Franklin from Krakoa to the Fantastic Four. To and I love that you see Franklin is now wearing an X, an X-Man yes! suit. He's in he like a New Mutants an yeah, trainee. earring. Yes! And he's just hanging out with Pixie and who else was in that? Who else Anoli. Was and Anoli. Like he's just hanging out with all of the X-Kids. I love it. I want Anoli to have a crush on Franklin. I need Rachel to show up. 
Oh, yeah. Rachel's oh, my God. Rachel's boyfriend was Franklin Richards. Yeah. And he's now like, starting to go through puberty. And so she would feel... Can you imagine... Okay, here... And this is going to be an awkward conversation. Okay. Let's just say you woke up and it was 1992. And then you see your husband, but he's like 15. Like yeah. Four, or 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Wouldn't you feel horrified? <laughs> yeah, I would. Because you'd be like, I would. Ooh, ooh. I would. It's like Runaways. Yeah. It's like Chasing Gertrude. Yes. Yeah. I want, I, can we please have that awkward moment, please? Yes. I live for that I would shit. love that. Rachel, and Rachel's like so great when it comes to embarrassing situations. Yes. I love it. She's like, I can't handle this. I'm just going to be a lesbian and have sex with Kitty. I'm just going to be a lesbian and have sex with Kitty. <laughs> um, I love this issue because, so they have like that current and then they flash back to early, early X-Men days, early, early Fantastic Four days when Iceman had this adventure with him where he replaced the Human Torch for like a day. But they play with the art and the writing, they go back to the the way everyone looked back then, very 60s looking. Yeah. And there, there's just moments where Dan Slott like, has fun with that retro humor. Like, uh, they get fan mail, the Fantastic Four, and yeah. the, invisible, <laughs> the Invisible Girl does not get a letter. <laughs> <laughs> so misogynistic. Um, yeah, it was just super the, fun. And then there was like other weird moments where like Iceman is done going on adventures with the Fantastic Four because Human Torch has shown back up. He's like, I want my spot back. And then Xavier is like, Iceman, we need you back at the mansion now. Like he comes in telepathically. And there's kind of a hint that Xavier like mind controlled Bobby to come back to the mansion. Bobby's like, I must go now. Oh, I didn't even strange. think about that. Oh, I picked up on well, that. I mean, it's been established that Xavier was doing some yeah. shit. Well, now it's been established that he's had an endgame the entire time. The entire time. Uh, and, you the know, whole time? Remember. We're not losing that. The whole time? <laughs> um, but And then at the end, they invite Bobby in to stay for Thanksgiving. And they say, you know, Bobby's part of the family. I loved it. Was that was Thanksgiving? Like, oh God, Thanksgiving I thought it was just, issue? I thought it was just dinner. It was no, actually it was Thanksgiving. Turkey. Oh, I guess Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, oh my it was God. so cute. This issue is so cute. It's like it's outside of any current continuity in any books. Like it's just a really cool, cute, funny story. Loved it. Yeah, I loved it. That's enough of X. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. Um, I haven't read any other books. Have you read any other books? Yeah, just hit the music for the next segment. Okay. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. Yeah, so I read three additional books. We'll hit them really quick. I want to introduce a new segment at the end of this segment. A new sub-segment. And I think you'll be proud of me. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the segment, Gotta Get a Comic. It's about our non-X-Men comics. Within it, I'm going to introduce a new sub-segment. But first, We're going to do like another to about... sub-segment. Isn't there another sub-segment, too? No. There's not uh, the ew? Uh, oh, I'm going to replace ew with something else. That's oh, where I'm okay. going with this. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. Um, Shang-Chi number one. Shang-Chi, is a, this setting up? Do you think anything for us to be prepared for the movies? Is it just like hyping I up wonder. For the so I, I don't know. I love the character of Shang-Chi. I enjoy whenever I read him, but I don't know too much about his history and mythology. So it opens with these kind of, um, these five weapons. Like each weapon is a tribe. There's like the tribe of the staff and the tribe of the hammer and the tribe of the dagger and the tribe of the saber and the tribe of the hand. Um, and they all fell under this like sorcerer, martial arts, mystical arts, kind of like king sorcerer. They're like his children, quote unquote. So these five tribes, all represented by a different weapon, it seems like they're constantly in battle for like which one has more power over the others. Mm-hmm. So current continuity is that Shang-Chi is the leader of 
the 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 tribe of the hand i mean so the hand just means you just do pure martial yeah, arts yeah martial arts yeah i mean how's that going to beat a knife i don't know i guess you can okay i'm just thinking too hard i think you need to study martial can there arts. be can there be a tribe of the gun i think that one will win <laughs> oh the tribe of the ak-47 horrible um they're called the deadly warriors the, and they're they're part of the five weapons society we're the um, deadly warriors. And so their father is dead. He was killed at the hang- hands of Shang-Chi. And so it opens with the leader of the uh, staff tribe versus the leader of the hammer tribe. And the leader of the hammer tribe is a woman and she kills the leader of the staff tribe. When that happens, some mystical object that represents the spirit of their father decides who is now going to rule among the five tribes and it decides that the tribe of the hand will rule despite the hammer's best efforts to take power and so the hammer is like fuck that wait 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 real quick kill. real quick is this telling stuff that have that has already happened in previous comics no or is this, this is all current new stuff okay. this is all new stuff yeah now are these five tribes has that been established before or do you just that's what i don't know that's okay. what that's the part i don't know enough about it, it seems like yes if a previous story is about shang chi if i had a father, hammer yeah hammer the song the is about this yeah okay so yeah i think it has this is all continuity that's led up to this so basically hammer kills staff elder (laughs) yeah elder is like hand is the one in charge not you hammer hammer's like well fuck you i'm gonna go kill hand so sword and dagger show up to shang chi to hand and is like hammer's coming to get you and it's hammer time it's hammer time and shang chi is like oh my god that's crazy because the head of the hammer tribe is the girl i secretly grew up with my sister oh oh so the tribes so your sister could be on a different tribe yeah yeah so it turns so shang chi's little sister is coming to kill him to take power of the five weapon society what a bitch that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. The writer is Jean Luang Yang, uh, and the artist is um, DK Ruan. I think that's how it's pronounced. Is that a and male got... Jean or a girl Jean? Is that uh, like Jean Hackman or I think or it's Jean male. Ray? Yeah, Jean Wilder. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and then Philip Tan does the, um, who we know, he's done some X-Men books, I believe. He does some flashback scenes. So what I like about this is um, you've got a creative team that is of Chinese, um, Asian, maybe Chinese descent writing this Kung Fu story. So it just, um, there's a line where Shang-Chi starts speaking English and this British uh, intelligence officer is like, God, your English sounds like a fortune cookie. And uh, like, at first I was like, ooh, that felt weird. And then I looked to see who wrote it and I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's gonna be like a little bit more of a grounded point made and then a point is made shang chi is like yes i speak slow um because basically white people pay more attention to me and think of like they they just listen more when i slow my cadence and use quote unquote wise words westerners look at me rather than past me so it's like he puts on this kind of caricature so that he can get his point across you to racist people. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah it's really, um, it, it was really, it was like a, a, a nuanced point that I thought was interesting. Nice. Yeah. Let's get a message. Um, so it's a good story. It's got promise, good martial arts, um, Shakespearean kind of stuff. Recommend. And then I can just close my eyes and imagine, uh, what's his name? The actor who's playing him. Oh, Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Mm-mm. <laughs> I saw a video of stuntmen rehearsing for that movie Ooh. and it looks really cool. I will admit I have followed a few uh, of like the Thai um, gay soap opera actors, but now when I go on Instagram, but now whenever I go on my Instagram feed, 
It's the algorithms. It is literally just like topless Asian men. <laughs> and I'm like, you can hey. throw other races in there too, just because I followed these two guys I liked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. But it does make me feel, it, it makes me feel. Right. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Yeah. Like you've got, you know, a preference. Quote yes. Unquote. Anyway. Um, Strange Academy number three came out. I won't talk too much about it because I understand you did not read it and you like it, um, they take a field trip to the French Quarter in New Orleans. Nice and Antics ensue, yeah. Uh, Dial, uh, Doyle Dormammu is the kind of the focus. Um, is he still with, like in fighting with that, that one Asgardian? Limit? He's starting, you know, he says something about like the other twin, the one he doesn't live with, makes like a quip and Doyle's like, oh, you're lucky I hate your brother, his roommate, more you know, or, or something like, otherwise I'd hate you more. Like I, I butchered that. But then Desi, the one from limbo who like can see everyone's secrets. Uh-huh. Uh, she's like, you don't hate either of them. He's like, shut up. <laughs> I love her. But she's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. And she, I know um, everything about everybody. she calls out another thing about that um, one girl, the one girl. And so they go to like a, um, a voodoo fortune teller. Um, and that one girl like starts speaking like a foreign language. The, the fortune teller like scares and tries to hurt Emily while she's reading her fortune. Oh no, no, uh, Doyle. She shows Doyle like a, a really disturbing vision of his future. And then that girl, Desi's roommate, like starts speaking in some sort of language um, uh, to the old fortune teller. And the old fortune teller goes, oh my God, are you... And the girl goes, tranquil. And then the woman goes, oh, uh, yes, child. I- I'm-, I'm very sorry. So this girl is someone of power okay. in this corner of the magic world. You just don't know who. But um, there was a point, like, somebody's making a zombie joke. And Desi noticed how much it upset her roommate when, like, the undead and half-dead were mentioned. Oh. So all very, like, you just more stuff about these kids are coming out. Like, more of these secrets are coming out. And it's just starting to feel like the magicians more and more. And that <laughs> can't be yeah. bad. No, exactly. Love it. Yeah, and like they're really start like this field trip they take, like they're really starting to come together as a team. Like they get into trouble, they stick up for each other, like they're sharing, like they're just really starting to coalesce and it's really enjoyable. Well, I can't wait to read it. Yeah. And now... Is this the new segment? <laughs> And now I'd like to talk about Three Jokers number two by Jeff Johns and um, oh, last name is Fabok, a uh, big DC artist. Um, did you know that DC comics don't come out on Wednesdays anymore? They come out on Tuesdays, right? That's right. So I'd like to talk about Three Jokers number two in a new segment I call See You Next Tuesday, DC Comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Um, Three Jokers number two is vile. <laughs> it's just so dark and so vile. Uh, it's is it like dark for so just to be just to be like sensational, and not even interesting, right? Like that's it, which is the thing I have about DC Comics. Like this, like it just feels so edge lord, like dark because they think dark is cool. Because of the boys, the boys is kind of like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely is like that. I want to talk about when we talk about the boys in a little bit. I want to bring something like that up. Um, it is so steeped in trauma. It's so steeped in violence and just horror. Like it, it, I just roll my eyes as I read it. Like it's all about revisiting when Jason Todd was murdered. Um, by I think it, it was the the clown or the comedian, one of them. Um, <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, it's the I, clown, I mean, like, the comedian, and then the psychopath, and the criminal, the criminal. The criminal and the criminal seems to be the one in charge, the like the first one. And Jason Todd, ki- I can't even remember. Like Jason Todd killed either the the clown or it's Jason Fabok, the artist. He killed either the clown or the comedian. Um, Wait, Jason Todd killed one of the Jokers in the first issue. At the end of the first issue, oh, he shot him in the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jason shot him in the head. Then he's kidnapped by the other two. 
and they make it seem like they're going to turn him into the third Joker. Uh, they don't. They just they just hurt him. They beat him, and then Barbara and Bruce find him, and like Barbara brings him back to his apartment, and they bond. They they kiss while he's in nothing but a towel. It's super hot. Um, over like shared pain and shared trauma. Is Commissioner Gordon still alive? Is her dad alive? Yeah. Okay. Right? I don't know in the DC. There's so many rebirths. I don't know. I can't keep track of any of it. Right. So I think it was actually the the comedian that Jason killed. So it's the clown uh, and the criminal that take Jason and torture him again. But then did he kill the one that killed him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah like or is it the clown like the one that no because the one that beats him is like this is more fun than when i did it the first time so i think like they're confused as to which joker is like i'm confused i also don't care um (laughs) it's just like it's like that that feeling of like the heroes in crisis kind of like melodramatic slight misunderstanding of trauma um i don't know I'm sure Tom King has experienced more than I have. But anyway, this is Jeff Johns. Anyway, long story short, the Jokers then kidnap Joe Chill. And are going to do something to Joe Chill. Wait, who the fuck is Joe Chill? The guy that shot the Waynes in the alley. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, Jesus. I thought he was the criminal. No, okay. I guess that's just Batman 1. Right. It's just... uh, I'm tired. Like, I would prefer to read Iceman's Wacky Adventures with the Fantastic Four that's got some humor and wit than read this gar- this kind of, like, dark, dense, painful garbage. Okay. Like, I- part of it is, like, if this is the, like, I don't know, if this is the Joker, shouldn't some of it be fun? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I awful. think the problem is, is now Injustice is so popular, and that one's so dark, and then... They have the zombie one that was really... I think they just like taking everything to this darkest, darkest turn. They're still yeah. going the the route of of uh, Bat, of Batman Returns. Everyone thinks uh, that Batman, Batman Returns... Batman Begins. Or Batman... No, wait, what's the one with... Uh, what's the one with uh, Joker in it? Oh, Tim Burton? No. Like Batman? No, the one with oh, Heath Ledger. Oh, good lord, help me. Yeah. So the whole Batman begins, Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight rises, return. Yeah, all that. The Nolan. Yeah. Yeah, they they still are like trying to dig into that. It's even with the movies too. They try to do this like dark, dark, dark. When the thing that they yeah. don't realize, the thing that makes DC different and interesting is it's it's the golden age. It's like these are these epic heroes that are like the American dream. And, and when you try to flaw them and give them these dark, dark, fucked up paths, it almost, it's, I guess it really just depends. You could do it when it's Christopher Nolan's. For me, it works in Titans, uh, the TV show, but it's a really hard thing to pull off. Otherwise, it just seems like trite and, and cliche. It is so best summed up with, I just saw this, this too on Twitter. Do you know what Netflix description of Man of Steel is? This the Superman. What is it? Just like a dark interpretation. <laughs> Close. Man of Steel, a hero from the stars, has a huge challenge: saving all of humanity. Nope, keeping his superpowers a secret. Is that literally what it's? That's says? literally the description on Netflix of the movie Man of Steel. <laughs> I mean, at least you know somebody could have faked it, but. All right, so um, how many cunts do you give the... I don't know how we're rating this. <laughs> I give it five cunts. Okay. Um, and as a gay man, that's bad. Um, <laughs> we love women. <laughs> um, so we've talked about comics. Can we also real quickly talk about... Um, some some superhero shit you want to watch stuff with someone yeah watch it with me hit it someone who watch 
superhero sci-fi stuff with me. The boys. The boys. I understand episode seven is the penultimate issue. Oh, jeez. Episode. Oh, fuck me. Start over. We have to start the show over. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to episode 151. But I love when you say this episode is the penultimate issue. You infected me. I used to never do that until I did a show with you. (laughs) That's my superpower. Um, the boys is uh, we didn't talk about it last week Um, apparently very similarly to the gifted the X-Men gifted show there's kind of like this lockdown where they're like basically injecting people with V and testing them out yeah and that's where we get to see there's a guy who has dick powers oh god I loved him um and uh, there's some powerful kind of non-binary looking uh, character who has like super powerful telekinesis. That person escapes alive. So they're going to come back. Yeah, I call them clench because every time they clench their fists, yes. like, crazy shit happen. And then uh, Iceman shows up as uh, Pyro. <laughs> Sean Ashmore. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know Sean Ashmore said he called the actor who played Pyro to get tips on how to... Amazing. Um, uh, yeah, he plays Lamplighter who used to be on The Seven um, and who murdered the Colonel's grandkids, the Colonel being the woman who assembled the boys in the first place. Was it her grand... Um, It's her grandkids, not her kids. It's her grandkids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frenchie witnessed that, um, and they've explored... Frenchie and Lamplighter have kind of talked about that and explored it, and, and Frenchie understands now the pain that Lamplighter feels... Because yeah. of that incident, it was an, it was a mistake. It was an accident, and Lamplighter is on. The, I would say on the verge of suicide over it. Yeah, he's he's really beaten up over it. Yeah, but meanwhile, a storm front is kind of heading all of this research, and as we start to see in the latest um, episode, she's been wanting. She thinks the answer is she wants more soups. And yes, she I, wants a lot more soups. Like, just shoot everybody up with Compound V. But I'm sure because also at the end of the last issue, it turns out she literally, like, was friends with Hitler. She grew up in Berlin. She's a full-fledged, like, white supremacist Nazi. At first I was like, oh, she's just a white supremacist. No, she, like, founded No, she's an actual like, Nazi. She, like, well, it's not even like, she. she's literally, like, the founder. <laughs> She's like I, in, I. She's like funny story about how I invented the word Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what happens is 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 this was a point when she finally reveals this when Stormfront reveals this to Homelander. It was like, okay, is Homelander going to realize like, oh, I am a Nazi. I'm basically on the side with the Nazi. This is too much. I need to switch sides. I was like, is he going to do that? No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> It seemed like it for a second. For a second, he might be like, oh, where are the the bad guys? There's a great sketch. Oh, I forget who did it. Some British sketch where these Nazi people. Are we the bad guys? (laughs) They're like, all these skulls are on spikes. They're like, I think we're the bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he also goes full white supremacist, um, full superheroes, full genetic supremacist, let's call it. And as we see Um, in the last... um, episode they're now just promoting this it looks very familiar it's basically a trump rally yeah um these these immigrants are coming in and they could have powers and we don't have any control they could be super terrorists yeah it's it's very uh real especially with everything that's happening right now and they're so stormfront and homelander the two villains are so into the genetic superiority that they go and they kidnap this, his son um, yeah. that Butcher's ex-wife is raising. I'm very surprised they didn't just kill Butcher's Me wife. too. Me too. And they, they, they take him, they take the kid away from her, leaving her with nothing. Yeah. And she's... Just a fake house. <laughs> not cool. In a yeah. fake neighborhood. Yeah, so basically, Homelander took the kid, flew him up to the sky, and was like, see, your town is fake, your house is fake. This, your mom's you're been in, lying you're, you're to in a, you. You're in a prison. Yeah. Your mom's a liar. Let us take you where you can live with us and be like us, you know, be a hero. Uh, and her argument is she needs his mother and Stormfront, Stormfront yeah, who gets like, more vile with mm-hmm. every episode. Yeah. It's like, don't worry, he has one. 
Ugh. And then, Terrible. of course, this boy with his blondish hair and blue eyes, you're like, ugh. ugh. Stormfront is loving it. Loving it. I've watched one of the after the after shows. Yeah, with, yeah, inside the boys. Where she was just like, she's like, there is something. They were like, how is it as a Jewish woman playing this part? <laughs> and she's like, there's something empowering of being a Jewish woman playing a Nazi. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like I'm I'll just, admit, it's a stretch. But. Yeah, she's like, but I'm just looking forward to her being horribly punished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other um, highlights. Uh, we have a moment that I've truly been waiting for for two seasons from two seasons of the boys for queen Maeve to say enough and to start kicking ass. And we get that when she saves starlight, who's been imprisoned by the seven or by Homelander and And stormfront. Does she kill black noir? We don't know. So that was hilarious. So black noir, amazing. Black Noir, turns out, has a nut allergy. We know this because Queen Maeve, when she saves Starlight from him, shoves an Almond Joy in his mouth. And takes away his EpiPen. And kicks his EpiPen away. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. Like, that's a fight I was so... I really wanted to see Queen Maeve square off against one of them, particularly one of the more powerful ones, like Black Noir. So I was like, nom, nom, nom. And I like that this show really deals with biphobia from the other end because her girlfriend leaves her because she's like, this is too much. Like, I can't, I'm a normal person. I can't handle this. And and granted, it's like, but the funny thing is Maeve is like, bitch, this is why I haven't been telling you anything. I've been trying to protect you the whole time, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Like, I feel so bad for her. But the way she drowns her sorrows, having an orgy with a bunch of hot guys. Yep. And then the witch McCall lady walks in like, no, no, you are a lesbian. <laughs> you are Ashley a lesbian. <laughs> the, the PR lady. <laughs> and I loved that. Where she's like, Ashley, could you once in your life be a fucking human being? Yeah. And like that got through to Ashley. She was yeah. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was great. But at the and same then, time, Ashley, you could hate her. But she's literally like, if I don't do my job, Homelander is going to murder me. Yeah. Like she's exactly. doing, she's trying to stay alive too. So I do feel yeah. bad for her. Like what is um, her what is her odds of being alive by the end of the season? I feel like she's get, she's like a cockroach, Ashley. Like she's gonna keep surviving. <laughs> she like somehow. comes out of the rubble at the end of all. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, but then that leads to the end where they finally get yeah. like the former head of Vought to because uh, Lamplighter commits suicide, so he was gonna testify in front of Congress. So that yeah, so he helps Huey break in to save Starlight. And in the process, once he gets Huey in, he kills himself. Yeah, so, but then they get, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the old head of Vought, who kind of was the one that took Witcher's wife away and and knew about the kid and all that stuff. He goes to um, testify. The hearing of whether or not superheroes should be And one of the main guys in the hearing, his head explodes. The, The judge. Yeah, so clearly he's bought by Vought. Bought by Vought. Wait a but minute. Everybody's heads explodes. Not everybody. Did you not watch the end? Yeah, there were a few people that didn't. Yeah, but most of the people in that courtroom's heads explode. Yes, that's what I mean, but I think it's 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 the people that were working uh, that were secretly working under Vought. Oh, I don't. I think Oh, you so you think Vought like took out all their moles? That's what I was thinking. Oh, I Because think there's no reason why that one congresswoman wouldn't have been killed. Yeah. She's the main one trying to stop Vought. They would have blown her head up. Yeah, so... I think it's one... Think I think those it? are people that Vought went in and implant... Like, I don't think it's something that they can kill anyone. They have to implant something in your brain. And for oh, that I to happen... Oh, you disagree? I think it's someone with powers. Oh. But I think it's a secret person they, with powers. Why did they explode? They exploded one of the seven, too. The speedster. Uh, yeah, the guy that replaced A-Train. Yeah. Yeah, they, just everyone's head exploded. And then I was yeah. like, this this show is insane. It's insane. Like, it was a courtroom full of people's heads exploding while our main character, so Vogelbaum is killed. Um, other characters, like no one really of great import, uh, except the guy that started the whole program and the judge of the hearing, you know, and like other Congress people. Uh, the Congresswoman who's against Vought gets out with who rescues her Ashley like does Ashley pull her out 
Um, Somebody grabs her and gets out of there. Yeah, and then um, because her bodyguard, her head, the bodyguard's head explodes. Bodyguard's heads explode. So I think it's one of two people. Because the implant thing, I think, is far-fetched. Because, like, that, that, like, awesome lady CIA officer, like, her head exploded early this season out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I don't, th- I don't think she would have gotten implanted with something. So I feel you like think it was, if like, somebody has remote. powers, can just, his power is to blow up people's heads. And this is who I think it's either John Carlo Esposito, the current head of Vought. Okay. You know, the, the yeah, guy, guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, you know who I want to be MCU Magneto. And, um, or I think it's the, it's the guy from ER, the head of the cult that A Train and the Deep are getting recruited into. Oh, interesting! I love all of that. I think we'll, if it's only one more episode, we'll probably find out next episode. Yeah, I'm so sad. The A Train and the Deep cult storyline is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you could tell that there there's something brewing there for season three. Because Eagle, <laughs> the archer, the Hawkeye, has left the cult. And he is starting to speak out against them. And the cult leader, Goran Vishnik, was like, oh, he's toxic. Oh, God, you, you wouldn't believe it. He's crazy. So he's brainwashing the deep into hating Eagle, his former friend. Yeah, just like Scientologists do. Just like Scientologists. The Deep, by the way, when he saw on TV all the heads exploding, checked his own head. He, like, felt his own yeah. <laughs> skull. I love Chase Crawford. Chase Crawford, comedic actor of our time. Ah, um, but I think sad. you'll see that I'm sure Eagle's head will explode at some point. You're like, yeah, it's the cult. Um, speaking of season three, did you hear the news, the casting news? No, what? So, you know, these, you can, each member of, each superhero you can you can align with a current superhero like Homelander is Superman, Black Noir is Batman. You know you can do that for most people. The Deep is Aquaman. Maeve is Wonder Queen Woman. Maeve is Wonder Woman. You know Starlight is more of like an archetype. Um, and there are more characters in the comics. There's like an Iron Man character. We have the Eagle, who's like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. There is a Captain America character. Right. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Who's like a big joke in the comic. Oh, did somebody get cast as him? Yes. Who? Season three. Soldier Boy is going to be a big part of season three. Jensen Ackles. Wait, who the fuck is that? The guy from Supernatural. The blonde guy. Like the gorgeous blonde guy. Oh! I am so excited. That's great. I'm beside myself with Because that show finally is ending. Ending, yeah. After like 14, 15 seasons. That's but yeah, Jensen Ackles is going to play, and he's perfect for a yeah. like a douchebag Captain America. Uh-huh. Perfect. So very excited for that. That's amazing. Yeah, but very uh. excited for the end of the boys. I love that we introduced a new segment. How many cunts did you give it? And then we went right to talking about the boys, the main character of which favorite word is cunt. Cunt. Well, it's different in Britain. <laughs> it is different. In UK cunt doesn't have the same power as it does in America. Yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't. That's fun, though. We should use it here like that. Yeah. Cut, 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 cut. Cut, 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 cut. Um, also talking about TV, I know you didn't watch it yet. I urge you to watch last week's episode of Lovecraft Country, the um. Apolitan. I will watch it, and we'll, we'll because I'm sure that's going to be done soon. We'll talk about that next week. Oh, it is it is really something it's like one of those but like, then you need to watch because you said you skipped over one of them so you need to be the talking. korean war totally one too and we'll talk about it yeah and doesn't that have blink from the gifted in it yes she's the one who uh yeah she's like the, the main character yeah Incredible. see her naked oh oh my god my friend steve is so in love with her he's gonna love that mm, not really <laughs> oh it's, oh my uh, god, evil there, Jeff. There's gross things. When she's naked, oh. it ends up it's there's a lot of gross things that happen. Oh, okay. Um, but it's uh it's it's good stuff. Because that's where I was telling you where she fucks the guy from Heroes. Oh yeah. The hot guy from Heroes Heroes, Heroes friend, the guy who yeah. didn't have powers. Whose body yeah. is 
snatched. Because I'm just like, you're probably like in your 50s and your body is snatched. Have you seen Lenny Kravitz? Yes, he's in his 50s too. He's 56. I'm just like, I have the body of like an 89 year old. Like what is happening that these 50 year olds, the same thing with like, was it Dylan McDermott? His body's amazing. Yeah. Like stop it. Well, we have to hold down jobs. I know. Well, like, they, they do don't... too. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> like, I know they what do it is. one I thing every six months. I know, don't trust money. pecs and I don't trust abs. I don't trust them. No, me neither. When someone has these huge pecs, it's just, I don't. It's like, how you have to be doing something to get them that big. Like, your yeah. whole life has to revolve around your pecs. Yeah. I don't stupid. have time for that. It's really stupid when you think about it. God damn it, I can't, but I love them. <laughs> but I sure love them. Sure love looking at them. Yeah. All right. Well, this episode has been brought to you by Pex. Pex and Abs. Touch them. Pex and Abs. Got myself a fancy bear. <laughs> Got the bingo bongos done. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you. Stay tuned. A lot of more fun stuff is happening. It's October, and I start watching Spooky. horror movies throughout October. So we're probably going to start up talking about uh, the new, um, was it the new Haunted the new haunted house thing on oh, Netflix. Oh, the haunting of Bly Mansion. The haunting of Bly Mansion. Yeah, we're. Yeah. I mean, I've clear. We're probably going to start talking about that. Watch some spooky shit. Because we and me and Brett are, and we'll probably bring them. Maybe we should have like a little spooky segment. For, oh, I think uh, we should. For yeah. The month of October. I think so. There's also a show. It looks like an anthology series. Like it's about a different character, and it takes place in a different town every episode on Hulu called Monsterland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw And I, re- I bring it up because my friend, my former fraternity brother from college, my friend True Tran, is the star of um, the episode that's set in Texas. Oh, cool. Yeah. Great. So Scary congratulations, stuff. True Tran. I can't wait to watch it. Scary stuff. And uh, speaking of scary, um, you better fucking listen to our podcast and you better fucking dis- subscribe Oh my god. Give us ratings. Your tone. I know, right? <laughs> Give us ratings and comment. Send us comments. Send us DMs. We want to interact with you. Um, and one last thing, Brett, can you end this for us? Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and beyond, and who any of that thinking doesn't apply to in the first place, if you read comics, warning, that makes you. Queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.